Hello again, and welcome to the Fantasy Sultans. It is week number 18 of the NFL season, and it is the final week. Now, a lot of leagues have wrapped up, but there are some leagues that are playing a week 18 championship, or of course, some leagues do two playoff games, and you know, the first two weeks of the normal playoffs were the semifinals, and then the finals of the last two weeks. So we will once again enlighten you with fantasy information that will help you win your league. We hope. Of course, if you're like 80% of us, you don't care. And can I just start off by saying I just hate – well, yeah, I, that too. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I hate Week 18 championships being played on the last week of the season. Now, in the past, it was Week 17. Of course, they added a game. But I just don't like it. And I think it should be abolished because, you know, you have so many players that are resting this week. Of course, the teams that are in the playoffs, they might be sitting their their starters. And, of course, you know, you have others with injuries like Baker Mayfield, who was shut down for the season because he had uh, shoulder surgery and hopefully uh, a better well, offseason. The, the, other, the other thing about it, there's nothing to play for. They're been right. eliminated. So right. it makes no sense to play him. Yeah, I understand. No, you're absolutely right, Mike. As I said to you, if you have two-week playoff games, this is the only reason why I think you'd play a Week 18 because a two-week playoff, again, I've done two-week playoff games. I've done one-week playoff games. And a two-week playoff game, you have a chance to at least make it interesting. I mean, last year, two-week playoff game, week one was Christmas weekend. And yes, indeed, I had New Orleans Saints running back on Christmas Day. Who gave me a great Christmas present? Basically won me the league. Alvin Kamara. But the thing of it is, is that with two-week game, the guy who I played actually made it interesting, and he beat me that second week, but I had such a big lead from Kamara the first week that I won the championship. So most fantasy leagues, if they're worth their weight, they ended in week 17 because, again, what you've seen over the years, Andy Reid was the guy who'd do it with the Eagles uh, especially. He'd rest guys that yep. final week of the season, and it used to drive fantasy owners bonkers. Again, we are here to give you the info. We've got import and exports, and actually, uh, you and I both have uh, imports this week, because really, at this point, you're not exporting anybody. If you're exporting somebody, they're on the IR. I'll tell you who I'm exporting, Antonio Brown, and so is Bruce Arians. (laughs) Okay, thank you. We do need need to talk about Antonio Brown. Last week, three receptions, 26 yards. He quit on his team in the third quarter, ripping off his shirt and walking off the field. That was just a, a ridiculous, ridiculous action by Brown. Now, again, there are two sides of the story, and then there's the truth. You know, what we're hearing on Brown's side was that he's playing injured. Arians didn't like the statement that he made, so that's what started it on one side, hearing that from Ian Rappaport. But, of course, you know, there are two sides of the story, then there's the truth. Then you're hearing Bruce Arians say, no, that didn't happen. We had a conversation, and he just walked off the field. I mean, this is just not good for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, although they will move forward because they do have Tom Brady at quarterback. And uh, if you're wondering why Antonio Brown is still on the roster when Bruce Arian says he's no longer with the team, well, 
guess what? I'm still wondering that too. <laughs> Why is he still on the team? But really, been ongoing conversations between the NFL, Tampa Bay, and the Players Association saying that there has been a discussion about Brown's outright release versus IR designation. If he's released, he's available to other teams. However, if he's placed on injured reserve, that would set him aside for the season and out of contact from other teams. So if I was Tampa Bay right now, I'd go with the latter and say, "Uh uh-uh, you're not talking to anybody else because that could be an advantage to somebody else. Oh, most definitely. And the other part of the Antonio Brown thing, this is another log on the fire for Antonio Brown. And the sad reality is with Antonio Brown, how many chances do you give this guy? Unfortunately, I think this is the last one. Because, listen, there are certain things you do not do. And you do not walk out on your teammates. Tom Brady wanted him in New England. Tom Brady wanted him in Tampa Bay. And Tom Brady spoke in support of him after the game. But it was awfully tough for Tom Brady to do that because, let's face it, he walked out on his team in the game. Had he said he didn't want to play and stayed on the sidelines, different story. He didn't do that. He walked out. And, folks, That is not something you do in the NFL. We saw this with other very talented but very boisterous wide receivers. A couple come to mind, Terrell Owens, Chad Ochocinco. And what happens is is that their skills diminish and they become nothing. They become an afterthought. And that's kind of the way it's going to be with Antonio Brown, who started off like a house of fire and you thought, sure, fire Hall of Famer. But the last three years have just been disastrous. And I don't really think anybody would give him a, a consideration as prolific a receiver he was. It's hard to remember that that he was that way in Pittsburgh. He was that guy you, you couldn't cover, and he yeah. was that good. And very interestingly enough, he was available on the waiver wire this year. So that goes to show you about his season. Yeah. Oh, All yeah, right. Definitely. How about the players that we hope will play in our import-exports? Uh, wide receiver Zay Jones from Las Vegas Raiders. I say import him. He stepped up with Darren Waller sidelined, but Sunday was a telling point in his best game of his career. He matched a high in catches and had his first 100-yard game ever. That's 342 yards on 33 catches over his past six games. I think he belongs in the wide receiver number three discussion for this week, especially when it's a win or go home situation for Las Vegas import Zay Jones next one you want to grab Chargers tight end Jared Cook last week three catches for 44 yards highest yardage total over seven games yes there's a chance that Cook finds the end zone in week number 18 after not scoring in the past two weeks I mean the Raiders as I mentioned they're playing in a winner go home situation just like the Chargers are this could be a high stakes game with a lot of offense If you want Jared Cook, maybe you should go to Jared and the marriage could pay off with a championship to last a lifetime. (laughs) All right, and let's drop the D in Jared and add a T and you get Jarrett Patterson from Washington. Antonio Gibson rolled out last week after being put on the COVID list. Also has been battling some injuries throughout the season. Patterson ruled the backfield with 17 touches for 98 yards. Gibson, like I mentioned, injuries, a hip injury, turf toe, and a stress factor prior to being put on the COVID-19 list. Very possible that the Washington football team shuts him down with nothing to play for and lets Patterson take over. And oh, by the way, are you excited about this? February 2nd, the Washington football team is actually getting a name. 
They will finally Supposedly, decide. They may have tipped. They may have tipped it off because there was a picture of uh, General Stars on a uniform. Oh, okay. So it could be the Washington Generals. I mean, our admirals, something to that effect. All um, right. Okay. That's, that's, that's something I just happened to see. Actually, I was looking at I was looking at the internet before we we taped this, so that's something I, I happened to see. Yeah, Antonio Gibson did a lot to um, <laughs> assuage us uh, on our uh, fantasy uh, grievances. <laughs> yeah, really did, buddy. Thank you. You screwed me. You screwed me again, Jerry. All right, import-exports for me. Uh, I've got a running back for you. Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles. Now, he could be the number one running back this week if both Boston Scott and Jordan Howard can't get off the COVID list. Miles Sanders not expected to play Week 18. Gainwell could be in line for a huge workload. Now, he played fewer than 10 snaps in Week 17, only a handful of routes, but if he's the guy possible running back two or even better but it's not the best matchup against dallas the cowboys could also rest some guys in a non-high stakes finale for them now they do also have carry on johnson on the practice squad and jason huntley but you got to think that gainwell is going to get the most play if again scott and howard are out and sanders does not play we were talking about the situation in Tampa Bay, and Cyril Grayson is the guy you want to pick up because Tom Brady's going to want to get as many reps in with A.B.'s replacement as he can. Grayson, a former All-American sprinter at LSU, stepped into a big role, game-winning 33-yard touchdown on the final drive of the game last week for the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Super Bowl champs, finished with six catches, 81 yards, one touchdown on eight targets. He has a pair of 81-yard games in the last two weeks. He had three catches for 81 yards in week 16. Now, the Buccaneers will be without Brown. Mike Evans playing through a hamstring injury, so Grayson has a chance to be very active for Brady this week. Speaking of that Tampa Bay Jets game, let's not forget about Braxton Berrios. Now, Berrios has been a fantasy wide receiver 16 in the last four weeks, and he won't be denied. Now, he's on the radar because Jameson Crowder and Elijah Moore both may not be able to play, which could be the case once again in the season finale against the Bills. Now, Berrios is coming off a monster game, eight catches, 65 yards and one touchdown against the Buccaneers. He had two for 12 and one touchdown rushing in that 26.7 fantasy points. Barrios has quietly had double-digit fantasy points in four straight games heading into the season finale, so you may want to pick him up for the Jets. Again, the game doesn't mean a whole lot for the Bills. Well, I shouldn't say that. The Bills needed to win in order to uh, keep top spot in the AFC East. Of course, that game will be going on when the New England game is going on. So you won't be able to scoreboard watch in that one. And those are our import-exports for this week. We will get to fact and fiction coming up. But uh, how about some uh, tips for Fantasy Championship Weekend or Part 2 of the Championship Weekend? And we could toss out the guys who could help your team if you're in a pinch with injuries or need a replacement. But by no means do our imports really mean you should drop your performing players for these guys on championship week. I say you stick with the players that got you here. Really should not overanalyze the situation because that could get yourself in trouble. Too much overthinking can cost you a fantasy title. Go with your gut. If players like Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler don't perform, well, then they don't perform. But that does not mean you should go willy-nilly and pick up somebody that we're telling you to pick up. You should only pick up those players if you need them in a pinch. Then, oh, by the way, a favorite tactic, know your opponent. The Fantasy Sultans always say this. If your opponent has a stud quarterback, do your best to play one or two of his top wide receivers if you have them on your roster. Yeah, you go. Oh, yeah. Not only will you get oh, yeah. points for passing touchdowns, or well, your opponent's going to get the points, but so are you with the receiving touchdowns. 
The one thing I want to throw in on that also is, and, and again, it's it's really easy to kind of overanalyze, especially this last week of the season. You really have to keep on top of what's going on. And remember, the final week of the year this season takes on a different look. Saturday, there are two games. And then on Sunday, you have the usual full slate of games. Right. Finish up Sunday night with the Chargers and the Raiders. But keep that in mind, that Saturday game, because if you've got a player who's doubtful heading into those Saturday games and you don't get them off your roster, uh, your starting roster at least, you could get sucker punched on that. And and if they end up sitting them, questionable, you've got to know what players that aren't starting the inactives are because that could be a huge key. I always tell the story when it comes to this point. I lost a championship. Why? I had Peyton Manning as a quarterback, and that was the year he sat out. I thought he was going to be activated the last week of the season, and he wasn't. Well, I didn't get a quarterback onto my roster, and I couldn't switch Peyton out because they played Thursday night. The, the Indianapolis Colts did. So I tried to get a quarterback on Sunday, and I was too late getting the quarterback in. So I started championship without a quarterback. However, the guy I did take had a lousy week, so I would have lost anyway. So it doesn't matter, but that's something you've got to keep a look on. You got some fact or fiction, baby. I'm ready. All right. I'll give you facts. I'll give you fiction. All right. Here we go. You should start Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen this week. Fact or fiction? Oh, boy. I will say fact, simply because I think this game does mean a lot to Kansas City. And the way Kansas City's played this year, I think they need a good performance going into the playoffs. So I would say fact, start him over Josh Allen. My friend, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with fiction. He faces the Jets this week. That is Josh Allen. Mahomes plays Denver. Yeah, those are going to be two easy teams. But I think Allen's poised to put up some big numbers against the Jets. Dude, just look what Tom Brady did in the fourth quarter last week against the Jets. He shredded them late. I think he's going to have a three to four touchdown outing. All right, moving on. Joe Burrow, top five dynasty quarterback for 2022. Listen, the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the good stories of the NFL, one of the feel-good stories of the NFL this year. Uh, The Bengals have done well. Burrow has come back from injury last year. He has done a great job. I am not ready to give him the top five category yet. Yeah. I want to see him do it another year. Um, A dynasty, uh, yeah, maybe a dynasty league, but – Top five. Again, I want to see him do it again next year. It's tough to follow it up. And for case in point, I will give you Lamar Jackson had that big year a couple years ago. Last year kind of tailed off a little bit. Josh Allen had that big year last year. This year has kind of tailed off a little bit. So I I don't know if you could do that. I'm going to take the uh, fiction. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's very difficult when you take a look at the bigger-name quarterbacks, Mahomes, Allen, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert at this point. He's coming up. Very difficult to say that you want to take Burrow ahead of those guys. But I'll tell you what, if there is a quarterback that you may want, and we know that the quarter, the big-name quarterbacks are going to go, Joe Burrow may be the guy to take mid to late round because I think that's a sweet spot that you may find him uh, next year. If, if you're in a position where you like to take quarterbacks late, I definitely agree that midpoint of the draft, that would be where you would take Joe Burrow at this point. Um, Cooper Cup. Number one wide receiver next season? Is that fact or fiction? 
I think the way he's played this year certainly puts him into the mix as a number one wide receiver, especially given the fact that they've had so many injury problems. Matt Stafford's play has me a little concerned about the Rams heading into the playoffs. He has tailed off a little bit, and I think that's a concern. But Cup has been outstanding this year. Definitely think it is a fact. He is a number one wide receiver, and he is probably going to go in the first or second round of your draft next year. You want him, you're going to have to target him early because he's not going to be around come the third round. Yeah, you mentioned first or second because guess who's sitting right behind him? Devontae Adams. And, uh, you know, as long as Rodgers stays in Green Bay next season, Adams' stock is not going down. So I'm going to say cup for now, but let's see what happens in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers because without a doubt, I mean, that, that changes the whole picture for Devontae Adams if Rodgers isn't there. All right, real quick, uh, let's throw this out there. College football championship. Yeah. It's a rematch of the SEC. It's Georgia. It's Alabama. Mike, who you got? Come on, you got to go Alabama. No doubt. I'm going to disagree, man. No? Go dogs. I think Georgia may have learned a lesson. They came out against Michigan. They played really well. It seems like they learned their lesson. Now, granted, They've got to play Alabama, and Alabama gave them a butt-whooping the last time they played. Yeah. But I think this is Georgia's year. Georgia hasn't won a national championship since 1980. This is Kirby Smart's time to shine. I liked what I saw in the Orange Bowl. I think Georgia wins. That you can take to the bank. We give you the information you need. You got it. You want to email us. You have a question for us. Send it to us. Fantasysultans at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We're back to wrap things up for the fantasy season next week. He's Mike Sheck. I'm Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not.